Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bomb Wednesday service podcast. As always, I am Naima Cochran, better known as the Senior Pastor of Music Sermon and your Senior Pastor of Wednesday Service. And with me, as always, is my minister, my director of the HEPs, not HELPS, HEPs Ministry, Karin J. Phillips, uh, who today, are you sipping tea, Karin? Coffee? Uh, what cocoa. Are you today? Cocoa. It's a cocoa day. It's a comfort day. Uh, we'll let some extra. Okay, and today you representing for the home area? Uh, no, nah, I just didn't feel like brushing my hair. Okay, that that works too. I didn't feel like coming home or brushing it. I, so I actually, was like, this I is the man version of a high bun. Right, and, and we all see what I have. And I actually over the holiday I bought um a ponytail that I was gonna start throwing in sometimes when I started doing my hair. But it's the wrong texture, so I got to get another one. I'm a fan so. of, of the high bun. The high bun is a good thing, but it definitely means your hair is dirty. Like, be clear. Like, it definitely means, like, I can't do shit else with this hair right now, but put it in the high bun. That's, that's I, where we are. I, I like it, though. Like, I'm, It works, though. I'm it's a, a child thing. of the uh, black woman updo era. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. Listen, in high school, if you had a pin curl ponytail. <laughs> Not a pin curl ponytail. <laughs> you was the one for me, so. Yeah, I'm all about the high buttons. I love it. Um, so by the time you guys hear this tomorrow, hell, if you listen to it tomorrow, um, it is going to be inauguration day. Um, do we need to pray now? We should all definitely say a prayer. Um, I am going to, for the sake of those who are not um of a practicing faith i don't want to impose this upon y'all but I'll, i'm just gonna say a blanket like <laughs> wait lord, listen lord we you just ask for black jesus tomorrow okay <laughs> listen lord listen. we just ask for a covering over the festivities lord over the ceremonies lord over every hand every person Everybody who has been involved and will be involved in the comings and the goings, the buildings and the taking down of all aspects and elements of of the inauguration on tomorrow and thereafter, and especially keep your hand upon our incoming officers and staff and staff. I want to say again, and staff and Congress, and every other elected official who was within the targets and crosshairs of these people who feel entitled 
to this country and feel entitled in Jesus' name. Let's add that part. They feel entitled in the name of Jesus because they think that God gave them this country. Because they praying to white Jesus instead of black Jesus. That's right. that's the issue. And I that's feel it. like white Jesus has been telling them, leave me out of this. Like I really feel like he's well, been white, white how to Jesus talk isn't with them. white Jesus isn't real. To me, white Jesus is that's, Tom white Brady. Jesus is that, like Santa Claus. That, that's who that's, that's who actually the conversation we need to have. <laughs> we need to have the conversation that white Jesus is like Santa Claus. Because I mean like it's the Middle East. He ain't white, y'all. Jesus is middle, like woolly, bronze skin, woolly hair. They just ignore all that. It, it's three people. White people don't want that going up. Jesus, um, Cleopatra, right? And who was the other one? I just leave it at two because I can't Gandhi. remember who the third one is. But yeah, it's like. Like I get it, Sir yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley is immensely talented, but yeah. Oh Moses, but... it ain't, oh, yes, it ain't Charles and Hester. And Moses, the man was born in Egypt. We had a black woman play Cleopatra. Well, first of all, there hasn't been a major on-screen adaptation of anything Cleopatra in a long time, but there was never a black woman like Liz Taylor's fly. She is not Cleopatra. Can't do it. Exactly about it. Um, but you know, white folks, denial is not just a river in Egypt. Um, historical denial and whitewashing is a thing. But yeah, tomorrow uh, or today, mm-hmm. by the time you're listening, is um, it's gonna be a lot. This is a this is a very intense inaugurational year. Uh. And not just because we are at a heightened level of security, like um, I've heard DC and seen photos that, you know, they finally put up all the barricades and the, and the infrastructure in DC that they should have at least had a, a portion of last week. Um, yeah. I've had, it's some, a, I've had some conversation with some people who are there mm-hmm. working. Uh, I will say uh, for the sake of security, it is what you think it is and more. Yeah. The National Guard have been decamped to the Capitol building since the week well, after the They have cops now. Okay. Because they were sleeping on the floor. They have cops. Like, like when you and your cousins used to all go to your grandma's house in the summer and just all be spread out over the living room. That's but at what least the... we had pallets. <laughs> didn't even you, had a, you had a blanket and a pillow. Yeah. They, yeah. We had pallets. They, yes. they didn't even have that. They didn't have that. And like in their gear, just like sprawled out across the across the floor. So now they have cots. That's a good thing. Um, there are multiple checkpoints. Well, first of all, because I've seen some people in the D.C. area, because there are people who live near the Capitol building, I understand. But also some D.C. residents have been complaining about everything because they're also like it being difficult to get in also makes it difficult for us to get out in case of emergency. And my thing is, and I say this as a New Yorker, so somebody who has a little bit of experience with high security areas, not to this level, but, you know, I, let me put it this way. I have not gone down, it took me like three or four years before I went down to the World Trade Center for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, well, I'm going down there for what? There's no, there's no reason to, right? Exactly. I would not necessarily decide I need to go gallivanting around the Trump Tower this week or yep. last week here 
right? Mm-hmm. Because for what? So what you don't say in a nice way is easy residents. No one wants to hear. You can play. Like, why are y'all over there? Yeah. That's like just why are you there? You should be at home. There's no reason be, to go there. You should be staying should at home ass- anyway. There's a pandemic. You should assume those who don't live in the immediate area, but you should assume that because somebody was like, Well, everything's shut down because of pandemic, so there's not a lot of places to go. It's a pandemic. Stay your ass in the house. Mm-hmm. You should assume that it's gonna be a pain in the ass to be over there right now because you don't need to be there. Because we're because we're inaugurating a new president and that requires the highest level of security. Like y'all again, like we said the other week, people still aren't really treating this as like we are on high terrorist alert, except they're not calling it a high terrorist alert. But that's what it is. Also, you chose to live in the nation's in DC near the Capitol building. There are different types of securities that happen if you live in the nation's capital. That you knew about before you decided to live in the nation's capital. But also, as there should be. Like, it comforts me to know that you had to go through 80 through the 82,000 checkpoints to get anywhere near the capital lawn, and that it was equally annoying for you to get back out. Because that means if somebody does some fuck shit, they can't easily get away. That that actually comforts me. If you've ever driven through D.C. and seen the cameras at every red light stop sign is it just to get you <laughs> it's for national security reasons right well so that you can't just be speeding through the city right right it's, it's for it's all for a reason people it's all for a reason so i um i definitely obviously anticipate some fuck shit from um the proud boys and the nationalists and the separatists and the supremacists and all of that tomorrow. Um, Has anybody told us what they're proud of yet? I'm just, I'm just, just their white, just their whiteness. That's it. Because because somebody told them that that was all they needed to do to be in America was just be white and be an American, and that that granted them and afforded them all the privileges and rights they could imagine herein. And you know, and then people kept giving them trophies for doing nothing. And, which, and they believe it. Which at its core is hilarious, given that all of the things that come with being white and American are based on a piece of paper and most of the original uh, rules and, and laws that were created for this country were written for white men that were American, but who owned land. <laughs> that most of these proud people don't own shit. They don't own a fucking thing. It's it's just it's just finding quite ironic that. You but know, that's why they cling to the know, proudness they, they, of being white because they ain't got nothing else. <laughs> they ain't got nothing else but but being white. That's why they have to cling to that. Um, I saw a clip that was supposed to be some kind of like proud boy initiation or something, and it's basically them like yelling at each other. And then it's almost like they jump somebody in, like they like hitting each other. It's basically oh, what it's like, so yeah, I saw it. It's what white football players just do in the locker room, and I'm like, oh, y'all didn't play sports or pledge in college, so y'all are trying to get that. It, it, like it wasn't even no real. Yeah, heat. all play play. Yeah, and I was like, like y'all like laughing. y'all ain't get. This is what y'all think happened with athletes and frat boys. Y'all don't know because they wouldn't fuck with y'all because y'all were corny. Mm-hmm. 
so so you're like creating your own version of this to feel like you belong to some kind of brotherhood. That's really what it is. These motherfuckers is lonely and and ostracized and that, that actually is, is what radicalism is at its core. People looking for something to belong to, you know? Yeah. So, which is why they always say he was about people who shoot up schools. He was so quiet. He was kind of a loner. People who do not already have... I'm not saying that people who are part of, like, social groups and lives can't be radicalized, but it's much easier for people out on social fringes to be radicalized. Because that's all they want is friends. Shit. Which is sad. But also, like, nah, y'all niggas gotta go to jail. Um... (laughs) And speaking of which, they are still apparently rounding up bad, uh, what do they call them? Bad actors from um, from the insurgents. Hey, you know. And uh, there is something, somebody told me there's some arrests we might not be hearing of because they're building federal cases and it's a large investigation. You want to be all on the internet saying your government name and where you live and where you come from. Checking in the hotels and buying flights with your credit card and your government name. And going live and telling people where you've been, what you're doing, where you're going. Um, no, like, none of y'all could have ever been good drug dealers. <laughs> not at all. The paper not trail, they left. They're not even concerned because, again, they think it, they think it's very cool. And in their little corner of the internet it was cool until you realize like oh the cops can use this yeah. against you so but y'all are, like y'all are learning for anything or yeah y'all are learning some of what and all and all, and all of these people all these csi people and they're also all conspiracy theorists which would suggest to me that you know better like you should know not to do all this shit in your real name ain't you the one ain't, ain't y'all the ones tracking pizza gate like don't y'all know better but whatever um so Trump is still not online. Them your friends. Shit. Um, Trump is still not online, but <laughs> the the last couple of White House press releases have looked like Trump tweets, which is Did you see the video? The hostage video? Yes. No. The most coherent. There's a new one? No, the video he released last week. You know, yes, the hostage his- video. It was a hostage. That was him as as a hostage. <laughs> that was that was the if you don't want us to impeach your ass right now, record this video, hostage video. Because <laughs> it was the most coherent it first of all it was the first time even when trump has done like his coherent speeches all two or three of them he's done over the past four years yeah, it's only been like three he still can't help but add a little something on it that's not on the prompter oh not 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 on that not this no. time this you could tell this motherfucker read off script he pronounced full words multi-syllabic words they have he, eye contact he had eye contact he seemed sincere he was he was chill on the hand gestures. It was like hands full. And I was like, did they sedate him? There like how dramatic, there were dramatic pauses. How did they get this video done? I was I didn't know he had the capacity. I did you not know, know he had the was? capacity. Somebody <laughs> showed him the amount of documents Letitia has waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that video ain't gonna help with Letitia. I think that was really just like, if you don't want us to bounce your ass up out of this office right now. I also think the threat of um, impeachment really, in addition to everything he's facing, which includes Deutsche Bank saying that they're coming for Trump Tower and for um, Mar-a-Lago right now because he owes them a staggering amount of money. 
you know, if he gets impeached and convicted, not only can he not run for office ever again, which means that the 2024 campaign, which he is probably going to launch tomorrow, just so he can fill his coffers, can't go forth. Um, and he doesn't get his pension as a president and he doesn't get um, Secret Service detail for the rest of his life. I think that might have actually been startling enough for him. Like we've seen Trump spin and spiral because he's angry. Now I think we see what happens when Trump is actually concerned and afraid that his actions have repercussions as opposed to just being upset that he's not getting his way. Like they're two different things. And I think now he's actually concerned and afraid, which by the way, though, what happened with the impeachment trial? Where are we at with that? Didn't the I, mean, House, I just thought about that. Didn't the House vote to impeach? What happened? Listen, we knew Republicans would come, come through with it. We just needed him for it to pass twice because he knew they weren't going to drag him out the White House. So I, I, I was just hoping for that. Like, I didn't have grand aspirations that they was going to yank your boy right. up out of there. Like, listen, just, let's just have it well, on no, the- I mean, even if he had been impeached, at, but even if he had been impeached and convicted, they need the conviction on the record, but they didn't move, they didn't move forward with all that, yeah. I don't think. We got. I mean, they yeah, can still like do it after tomorrow. I just. In my time zone. So. I think they can still do it after tomorrow, I think. Can they? I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Um, another thing to bring up is that over the past week, we have seen multiple White House staff carrying shit up out the White House. <laughs> yeah. Just stealing. Yeah. <laughs> just stealing shit out of the people's house. Just let's, let me just take this bus that Abraham Lincoln has been sitting here for a couple hundred years. Who the fuck cares? Just gonna take this painting. I don't know who put it there. I don't know. Like, none of this shit is black president would do. <laughs> he is Trump doing. has done it, like, to excess. Like, Trump has been the nigger president with hey, Hey, 100%. Y'all want to come get some stuff up out of here before I leave? C- come through. Come through on Wednesday. I got y'all. Back gate. Just cleaning shit out. It is reprehensible, but whatever. What else did we expect? So the Trump era comes to an official close tomorrow. Praise be. Um, but y'all also need to extend your prayers to Kamala and Joe because people been mad at what Kamala and Joe ain't doing since before the election results were counted. They've been talking about what Kamala and Joe ain't doing. And it's like, nigga, you just left the polls five minutes ago. Um, They're going to have no grace this first term, but they're also walking into one of the hardest first terms ever. I mean, Democrats always inherit some bullshit from Republicans. They also, they always inherit a terrible economy, terrible national debt. Um, but now we also have the pandemic and, and the outgoing president inciting, you know, a government coup attempt. So like, and, and doing it, you know, within two weeks of leaving office. So the, the amount of fires they have to put out in addition to completely rebuilding multiple federal departments that the Trump administration completely gutted, um, in addition to responding to the pandemic, in addition to responding to the economy, in addition to like just the normal shit that you need to do as a as a as a presidential administration, I know they're tired already. The, the positive thing and is was- with Joe being the former vice president for eight years, there is a lot of familiarity there, um, and, and yes. that is a very 
comforting thing just because of, of any any time you have to move somewhere to a new job it doesn't matter how good you are at that job or even if you still know the people who work there this is still like a new building a new place a new city you got to learn so given that he right. just like oh we're going back to the crib <laughs> this, this makes like, this, this yeah, a, little, a little easier so when i um when I worked at Columbia and I left Columbia, I went to Nickelodeon for a little while because I was like, I'm leaving music. I'm going to try to transition to TV. And I really wasn't happy at Nickelodeon. And I ended up going to Epic, which is also part of Sony. And I was only gone for nine months. And like to the point where when I came back, all my, like they didn't have to re-onboard me. All my passwords still worked and all of that other shit. But I was so happy to be back someplace where I knew how to like if I needed to get something out immediately, I knew who to call in the mail room. You know, you know, mm-hmm. all the back end stuff. That's how I imagine it must be for Joe going back in, which is why when people were kind of panicking about Trump blocking the transition shit, I was like, fortunately, because it's Joe, he like this was actually the upside to this was the biggest upside maybe to electing him is that you need somebody who does not have to learn how this shit works, who already knows because the Trump administration. First of all, they never came all the way up to speed in terms of running the White House because they didn't do their own transition. But they can't they couldn't teach an incoming administration shit about how the White House runs. They couldn't and wouldn't. But they Can could. you imagine you know being I mean? on so, a tour and somebody being like, what does this light switch do? I don't know. <laughs> I, we never figured it out. We ain't even coming here. We don't know. Like, I know they have like you just know it was horrible record keeping. Like, you just know they didn't follow protocol on anything. Like you just know it was a mess. So they're probably like all oh, the Biden Harris administration is probably basically starting from ground zero, but knew that going in. And Joe does already look tired, but I have confidence that and he he probably got no sleep, but um I have confidence they can get the job done at least. God bless. God bless. Try to show them some support, y'all. Wozney, Nando. Wait, what did they say? Anyway. No, because you know they still they have socialists. Oh. I love y'all though. <laughs> you know woke bros is anti-establishment it's fine we love them they're our brothers anyway um i see my face <laughs> i see your face it's fine so that's okay so we have the the um inauguration tomorrow which i i didn't watch the last one i went on a media blackout because i didn't give a fuck about anything that had anything to do with trump so i'll be tuned in for that that um, what else did we say we were gonna talk about? Oh, um I know we said we were gonna talk about TV. I know we said we were gonna talk about the crack doc, but there was something else. I forgot. Let's get into the crack documentary, because I was talking about this today. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched it last night. So Netflix has a um special right now about the crack era and how it how it um came to be the impact of it also this is what i realized when i watched this documentary to get the full 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 spectrum of that of the crack cocaine era there are four things you need to watch and last night was like the fourth infinity style and it was a moment where i paused and i was just like Oh, yeah, now I see how they completely pull this off in a beautiful way. If 
she watched it, not in a beautiful way, but I, I could see, I see how the U.S. government pulled this off. If you watch Crack Documentary, okay. if you watch Snowfall, <laughs> if you've watched mm-hmm. every season of Narcos, <laughs> and if you watch the Showtime documentary, The Reagans, watch all mm-hmm. four of those things, and you, and you have like the ultimate picture. It's like when you watch a movie and they show a detective, and they've got like the, the pictures. And the strings and then connect. It was like that. Was I was like, oh, now I see how they pulled this off because I've seen all four of these things, and they each series has given me a bit of this from a different perspective and how it affected that. And then there's that scene mm-hmm. in the crack back room when they were showing like, all right, the guns go here, the money come here, and this, and it was like, oh yeah, so like Snowfall is based right here. This is what Narcos is talking mm-hmm. about. This, and I was like. Psh- now you get the full picture, and it's like, yes, this is why crack devastated everybody and why it kept coming in. And because you see it from the international standpoint, the local standpoint, the right. racial standpoint, the economical standpoint, and just the political pageantry that was going on on, on your TV screen to try to cover it up or ignore it. So I'm going to add two more things to that. I think that you also need to watch. I don't even know if it's available for streaming though. Um, VH1 did a documentary called Planet Rock, I remember that. which was about the same thing. It was about there was a lot, a lot of the same things covered as this one, but it also gave you the connection to hip hop, which I think was really vital. Um, and then watch New Jack City yeah. because honestly, not for nothing, New Jack City is a very accurate depiction of of drug dealers how quickly drug deals were coming up with crack and how, how much it took over, how much money it brought in, how it really did create like these whole consortiums. Like it was really that crazy. And if you watch it now, I've said this before. I think if you are not a, I think that if you were not of age for the crack era, or if you don't come from a major metropolitan area, like, and you remember pre-gentrification, it's hard to understand. Like, no matter how much you hear us talk about crack and crackhead behavior, like, you might understand in your mind what we mean when we say crackhead behavior or what we mean when we say, like, this chicken has crack in it, that it means it's immediately addictive and that crackheads act silly. But you might think that the portrayal of crackheads in movies is no, an exaggeration. It's no, it's not. Like, I cannot overstate how devastating like if once you've seen what crack does to people like that that impact is so strong if you are Um, a certain age you remember the first time you saw a crackhead right like i remember like it really was it really was like seeing a zombie like it really was like seeing a zombie and they were liable to do anything like if you've never been in a house and you had to hide everything your shoes your anything of anything you had to hide it because there was like that one crackhead cousin or something who might come through and your shit just go missing like random like the most random shit go missing like a pot go missing just because like they would sell anything they would try to sell anything um but i think that new jack swing is really good at um showing I mean, New Jack City is really good at showing that. Um, and shout out to Barry Michael Cooper, who wrote New Jack City and also did turn um, coin the phrase New Jack Swing. But um, is really good at showing what that looked like when crack hit the scene and, and how it changed 
and the money. Everything. And that was right. one of the things I, I, I like the most about Crack. And so I was like, oh, and that's what got me into all the interviews. I was like, oh, they got they got Freeway Ricky Ross because he about to talk that money. Right. And I was like, yeah, like they got him. Okay. Yeah, they they really right. about to break this down. I mean, it was cheap. It was um, it was cheap to produce. It was cheap to sell, or it was cheap for um addicts to buy. And it was immediately addictive and immediate. Like there, so this is what made me think about there. This I guess because she watched the doc. This girl asked on Twitter, "Would oh, you try crack if you knew I you could get addicted?" And I was like, "Whoever asked this has never seen anybody can, who was addicted." You, you to already crack know how old they are if they asked. It's. Literally, I understand it's a hypothetical question, but it is literally impossible to consider crack without addiction. Like that's how addict. Like there is like, I know it's a mental exercise. But there are some mental exercises where you actually cannot disassociate from the reality of the situation. I hear the word crack, and I head. think <laughs> like crackhead. Yeah, you think head. You think addiction. You think like. This one girl said to me, she was like, I mean, the minute you smoke crack, you're homeless and then you die. Like, that's what happens. Like, it happens by the close of business that day. Like, I, it's it's immediate. You are an immediate addict from the first hit. Like, the difference in somebody between that first time and even just a couple of days later, it is, it is instant. So, it is impossible to consider trying crack yeah. without addiction. And also, like, considering all the things we associate crack with it's impossible to consider trying crack like at all like why would i have you smelled crack have you smelled crack crack smells like something it that somebody like at the bottom of an addiction barrel would 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 smoke why nobody's doing anything that smells like that yeah. recreationally like it's the question is impossible it's an impossible and then question. when you line up of every drug you've ever heard people try opium pcp mm -hmm. angel dust weed Coke, uh, Xanax, uh, ecstasy. Yeah, prescription like pills. You Her heroin might be the only. No, but even I'm sorry, y'all got to go on hold. My doorbell. Sorry, even sorry, sorry. Like LSD or things of of that manner, right? Like we know people who are actual survivors. They have tried these things. If it was like in the late '60s or the '70s, maybe they tried this one time a couple of times or maybe it was just a phase in their lives. But at some point they were like, all right, this was a fun party drug. I did these drugs. It happened. I had a good time. I was at Studio 54, whatever club I was on these drugs and everything was cool. All right, I'm getting older. Let's put this stuff down. All of these drugs, like people have stopped. Crap. Mm -hmm. No, nah, you, you've never met a person who's like, yeah, man, I tried that. I, I tried it twice. Then I quit. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. The only other thing I can think of that's as bad as that is heroin. But we don't know that. To me, heroin was a 70s drug. I realize there are still heroin users and addicts, but when's the last time you heard somebody, you heard you actually knew of a heroin addict? Or, we know crack like addicts. old heads say you know? that heroin, and they just take that the heroin. <laughs> that heroin. Um, yeah, you don't, we don't hear a lot about, because... Because you know, needles, black people, it's not an attractive, um, it's not an attractive offering. You gotta wrap so, your arm up, yeah. you gotta find a vein, you gotta get the needle, you gotta boil it, you gotta put yeah, it in the needle. Much, then you gotta, it's a process. It's a multi-step <laughs> process. 
<laughs> like, how long is it going to take for you to get high? With crack, you know, it's just something that if you just light it up, you're good. Weed, same way. Coke, do a line. Uh, acid, take a little bit. X, pop it. But yeah, with heroin, well, heroin, I'm out here talking like I'm like I'm 60, like my dad calling it heroin. Yeah, that's a whole 30-minute process. <laughs> for you, it's like three in the oven before you bake cookies. Like, you can't just throw it in there. You have to have a whole kit. You have to have a whole kit. It's not even really portable. Like, you have to have tools. It's a whole it's, thing. Because you have to have a tie on. You have to have the needle. You have to have a spoon. You have to have... It's a lot. It's not, yeah. it's not convenient. That, but yeah, a drug so, like that is never going to um, have a long-lasting ability throughout the perils of time. Right. <laughs> but I do know... Also, I think it's more... I'm not mistaken, it's more expensive. It's more expensive on the street as well. Not that I know that much about heroin, but that's my understanding. Um, so all that is to say, watch the crack uh doc on Netflix if you get a chance. Um also, I know you didn't watch this crime, but I finally gave in and watched Bridgerton. Um, the Shonda Rhimes series or the only on Shonda Rhimes I've, said... I've ever watched was private practice. And scandal. You never watched, you never, I was about yeah. to say, you didn't watch Game But that was, she had. You never watched How Do You Know Your Murder? She produced it. She didn't direct and write it. Okay. So, Bridgerton is like, it's like, it's, um, it's like trashy, melodramatic, but, but fun. Like, it was a good binge watch, right? And I found it entertaining, even though it had, like, massive plot. Uh, problems, but whatever. Nobody's watching it for the plot. Um, but it was entertaining there, there, enough. It it's based book, on a series. It's based on a series of books. Like, like no, they're all not the women. You're right. Except comedy. There's some of comedy all the in women it. Though. I know and talk about like it's this light skinned dude they in love with, or some dark skinned swole dude that they like looking at. And I'm like, where's the Carrie mm-hmm. Washington in this show to bring me? In? There's not a Carrie Washington. There's a light skinned girl. There's a light skinned girl. There's you know how. Yeah. And there's an old, savvy black woman who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. She's so dope. Um, she reminds me of like an older Debbie Allen character, but in like. Debbie Allen, 71. How much older you want Debbie Allen to be? Well, you know, a 71 in 2021 versus a 71 in 18 something, two totally different things. You know? Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, but the reason that it's entertaining is because. The entire plot could have gone a whole different way if not for the... So, not that I'm giving spoilers, because if y'all haven't watched it by now, y'all haven't. But one of the main central pieces of the plot is that this girl wants to get married and have a family. I saw the trailer. I watched the trailer to get yeah, the but it's idea. A, but it's at a time but where... But I was like, this yeah, trailer a, ain't doing it. But it's at a time where, you know, if you are of society, if you're from a titled yeah. family, which she is, and, you know, sometimes your marriages are paired based on family right. interests instead of love. But she, her dream is to marry for love and have family. And it's her first um, debut season, her first social season, which is when you are and eligible for marriage. And her and come up with this plan, right? Right. Um, basically, it's to basically raise her stock and so that people will leave him alone and think that he is courting her. Because he doesn't want to get married. So later on, we find out why he doesn't want to get married and why he doesn't why want to have that? children. We find this out because his father was okay. a dick, basically. And his father was titled. 
So basically, he swore to his father. All his father cared about was continuing the title. So he was like, he was like, the title's dying with me, fam. Like, that's dead. So that was his thing. Like, he was so bitter towards his father because his father was horrible. And um, so, but we don't find out until later. But he never explains it to her Mm -hmm. at all. He what he tells her is, I can't get I can't give you children, and I know you want children. But for a variety of circumstances, they end up it ends up that they have to get married because there's gonna be a scandal. They was making out, you know, her honor's threatened, so they gotta get married. But they're secretly in love with each other. They just haven't told mm. each other mm. that yet. Mm. But so it works this, out this that they shandy. get married. Mm-hmm. Sounds shandy. It works out that they get married because they actually do love each other for real. But she's paying but she interprets him saying i can't give you children as i literally can't give mm-hmm. you children where he just means i'm not mm-hmm. gonna give you children so this nigga you, you think <laughs> you think every, my, my my man juice don't work i'm telling like i'm not gonna every, give you my man juice i got you so exactly every time they have sex he pulls out but the pull out is so dramatic <laughs> fail Every time they have sex, your man like hurls himself. He's like, ah, hurls himself off, goes to the side. It's like he damn near flings himself on off the bed onto the floor to the point where one at a time she's like, does that hurt? Like because he's so dramatic with it. But because he's so dramatic with it, she realizes it makes her aware of the fact that he's pulling out, right? Like because he's doing, he's so extra about it. So she ends up putting two to two together because she had no idea like what needed to happen. Don't know how to fake it. In order to get impregnant, in order to get, you know, pregnant. So she's like talking to her mom, like, you didn't teach me everything. And she's going to her maid, her handmaid, he, like he's like to Durin me exactly Davis from how, the game. You gotta know how to fake a damn. That's yep. what's up. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta know how to fake right? So that part to me provided so much comedy because I was like, this whole thing could have been avoided if he just wasn't so dramatic with his pullout game. We wouldn't have gone through any of this. Because once she finds out, she's like, you lied and blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyway, it, there's comedy there. I say all that to say there's comedy there. So it's yeah, worth there, watching. There were way, there, listen, there are a ton of ways he could have mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, done this differently. Yeah, endless possibilities, Flair. So if you just get a little bit more creative. <laughs> So dramatic, like calm so down, relax. Because I'm not gonna watch it. And if they, if they listen to this still, um, and they and they were planning to watch it, then screw them. Because too, too, too bad. Too bad. Yeah, y'all should have watched it by now. So in the end, uh, she's mad at him. She she ends up like one of the times when he tries to pull off, she latches on and rolls over with him, and and rises <laughs> and doesn't let up. And he's like. <gasps> What have you done? Like, like he's all Did horrific. She pull the roll over, bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Like she locked the legs in and rolled over with him. Which I was just like, you could have just locked him in from joint. We all know how to lock a nigga in. There's a lot. There's a there's there's a lock in. Like you I just lock him in when you can. That's just saying. So, but she could have done that without having to roll I'm, over. She could have just locked him in from joint. Right now and just, I'm. You know why I'm uncomfortable. Wow. We hate that because that is the most. The lock-in? Oh, not that, all that is the it. most. Um, the right turner. Um, helpless <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're ever taken advantage of in that moment, 
<laughs> There's nothing you can do. <laughs> of the man that we cannot talk about, quote, or listen to anymore. <laughs> your mind is telling you no, but your body, <laughs> your body right. is telling you yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, no, don't, don't. Get it our is. consent, yeah. ladies. Okay? Get our consent. I don't, yes, I don't, I do not suggest using the lock in. If you are not, if you've not had a conversation, if you're not in a monogamous relationship and or having, you know, uh, unprotected sex, it's, it's not a move for the light. I'm just saying it's a, I'm just saying it is. It is a, I'm not, I'm not advocating, not advocating trapping any man, but I'm also like, who pulls out? I mean, this is 1800, but I'm like, pull out, pull out, don't even work. There's not even advanced. But anyway, I'm sorry. Let me, I'm, I'm going off on tangents. I don't want to have a whole conversation about pulling out right now. But I just say that. <laughs> that's not what we're here to The name of the show, Rob will be like, no, nah, it's the pull out episode. <laughs> that one going to be crazy, sexy, cool out. now on Wednesdays. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. If you're trying to hide the fact that you intentionally do not want to get your wife pregnant, maybe be smooth with the pullout. That's all I'm saying. Just be just be low with it. There's no need for that. That how season one ends? No, it ends. So they so she gets mad. They're talking about getting a divorce and all this other stuff because he's being all cold. And she's basically like, You're being really stupid. Your father's dead. Like, we have a good marriage. We're best friends and you're going to end it all because of some stupid-ass vow that you made, blah, 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 blah. So it, the se- season one actually doesn't end with them having a baby. Um, but there's more because this is a whole series of books. So I guess the next time we'll maybe follow another couple or they have some other drama or whatever. But it does actually end with them giving up and having a baby because, you know, he has to let his guard down and let people in and show emotion. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, he's all cold and he doesn't want to love and he doesn't want to feel because he's afraid of getting hurt. But I feel like that's the reason why, like, all the women like them, right? All the women like him because he's fine. Oh, and because he's a count. Like, Dracula? He's a count. Like, like, like Chocula? (laughs) Like the Count of Monte Cristo. Like, he's titled. So they like like him because he's titled. No, he's a duke. Is he a duke? He's a duke. He's a duke. <laughs> like, listen, we gonna be using these terms, like of Earl over the pond. I need to associate like this, of Earl with my black child rearing. Okay, like man, like okay. the mayonnaise, <laughs> like 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 the wave grease. Okay, I got you. Like of hazard. <laughs> Like them Duke boys. Um, like Daisy. Okay, sorry. He's a like Duke. Daisy. Like Daisy. <laughs> so, yeah, because he's titled, which means that, you know, their daughters would be well taken care of. and But also, he was also he definitely was fine. It was, he was definitely enjoyable to watch on screen. Is, is, I he, wait, wait, is he on um, the list? No. Because this is, this, uh, this because, is the reason why I brought up the list, right? So. Yes. Shout out to B. From um, Crazy Sexy Cool because I had got these DVDs sent to me for um, consideration, and like B's the okay. like biggest Chadwick Boseman fan. Like she's always tweeting about Chadwick Boseman, and I had the five, I had the five bloods, mm-hmm. and I had my Rainey, mm-hmm. and they also came with like the booklet with the um, 
the script. Okay. And so one day, oh, like they're on my desk while I'm working, and I actually see her tweet, and I was just like, "Yo, do you want these?" And I sent her a picture up. She's like, "Yeah." So I mailed it to them, and like so I listened to all they show, mm-hmm. and I just been like, if it would have been um, Lenny Kravitz for Meek, I would have sent her. If it would have been um, right, what's my man name? Black and yellow, black and yellow. A Wiz Khalifa. Liz loves Wiz. If it was you. If it was Method Man, I would have sent yes, it to Lord. you. So I'm like, okay, who me. else is on your list? Is it this Bridgerton dude? Is Method Man and who else? Who is so it? So the Bridgerton dude, who is on my list? Who is in your top question, five? Actually, who's on my list? If I so, had information on them, if I could mail it to you, you would be like, yes, right now, overnight, and I'll cash out you. <laughs> I have to think about it because there are people who used to be on my Mm-mm. list and are no longer right on now, the list. Top five, right now. Because, all right, so what's my man's name? I can't remember anybody's name right now. What's my man's name from Lovecraft? Oh, yeah, uh, Lovecraft. He is, um, (laughs) why can I not think of his name? His name name is uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Reynolds? Jonathan. His name is Adam. Is it Jonathan Reynolds? His name is Jonathan. So here's the thing about Jonathan. I first saw him in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which, by the way, if you haven't seen, is is, is really good. You couldn't get. I mean, it's quite it's it's weird, but that's actually what I like about it. Um, I thought it was really. Jonathan I, thought, I thought it was really touching. Jonathan Majors. So Jonathan Majors, um, because I saw him in that movie, and his personality is really kind of odd in that movie. Quirky. I I thought of him as kind of a quirky dude, because even Tick is like a quirky kind of dude, right? But while he was shooting Lovecraft, he was bulking up because he's joining Marvel. And yes. And there was one episode. So every so he would hit like in certain angles, I'd be like, wait, it's is Jonathan Major is he fine? Like what? Is he cute? And if he has on something that shows his arms, yes, the answer is yes. He's cute. Like his, he's getting sexy for me. He's not top five yet, but like he's on my radar. Oh, um, is he honorable mention? Like I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. Up, he's on honorable. I'm pulling you know, up but my you know word who, document right you know now. Know who is on my list? He's way too young. Bless his heart. But be, um, be a cougar. Walk, walk, in, walk into your, your. My man from Moonlight. I can't remember anybody's name. Oh, you mean? Um, I know who you're talking about. The one who played. Black. Hold on. Hold, please. Uh, Ch- and this Rose. is how I know the. Javante how... Rose. Wow. <laughs> the lust in your eyes. That motherfucker is fun. Jesus Christ. When a black woman uses the term motherfucker before she describes how you look. <laughs> She wants you in a way that is that is uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. He is so fine, and right because right now, honestly, I don't even have a list like that. No. Like there, there are guys who I enjoy looking like, but Trevante is on my list. Mm-hmm. Like Yaha, I know everybody likes Yaha. Trevante is on my list. Um, Method Man has been on my list for 30 years. So that's just on the Are we putting Yaha but, on the honorable mention with John? No, I can take Yaha or leave him. He's whatever. Okay. But I will tell you... I, I um, need three more. Need three more slots. Okay, so one more, and he's tentative. 
um, I don't have three more full slots. I have I have scouts. I have prospects. So the other prospect you, is um is this a franchise? Are you about to draft? What? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Gerald the Madden, other... you have your box. What is happening? So I gotta get his name right. What movie? What TV show? From TV show. Gilan Noel. He played he plays Daniel on Insecure, but he was also in the um the photograph. Oh, what he played did he go to before he transferred. He went to Morehouse? And then he transferred. So we don't we um, don't acknowledge non-graduates. <laughs> but he went to Morehouse. So so he plays if you've seen the photograph, he plays younger this is the younger this is mom's he, character's love daddy interest. when he was young. Yeah, he's his daddy when he was Issa's young. Boyfriend and in I never, I never paid two seconds of attention to him in insecure. Insecure, but in the photograph, I was like, oh, there was something very grown manish about him in the photograph. Working I was on that boat. <laughs> I appreciated that. Yes, Lord, hard labor, hard labor will do something. Men, fix something, fix something around your girl. See what happens. Women from the south. Black women from Ooh, the south child. of a certain age, if you just... <laughs> hey, boy, pass me that hammer so I can tighten these screws up. She'll be like, what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but also for me, for me, the thing about it is that I love arms on a man. But not like big, I'm in the gym all day, funny looking, weightlifting arms, but like ball, ball player arms. Oh, my God. Or just like I just do shit like around the crib type. Man, listen, because I love the way it's very subtle. Like that, that I'm telling y'all too much of my business right now. Like the way you see when the shirt sleeve cuts off, and you can just kind of see the the line. Like it ain't even got to be like really obvious. Like just a certain kind of flex. So you'd be like, I just wonder what it's like to like to like reach my arm. You know what? No. It, it, so it, listen, because I have women from women from the south like certain things. I the first time a, a girl told me something just based off the way my shoulder blades connected to my neck. And she was like, just the way your neck and your shoulders. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's what real. are you talking about? But the, the look, the, the, the filth mm-hmm. in her face, in her eyes, I was like, well, I'm just going to keep this gym routine up forever. I, it's, it's working, I guess. I mean, men, y'all really don't have to send pictures of your dick. Send pictures of your arms. We don't care about what your dick looks like. The arm gets our imagination going. Because we're imagining being held in those arms. We're imagining <clears throat> touching those arms. Like, it, oh. it, it gives us more to work with. This is, this is, this, and listen, this is the best Wednesday service <laughs> so far. Meanwhile, we ain't... We talk about so many things that we had no intention of talking about. I don't even know how we I got here. Because this is, this is getting too good. We, I don't even know how we more. got here. Give me um, two more. Javante, oh, Bethany, Gailey Noel, Jonathan Majors is honorable mention. Unless you want to move him up. Yeah, I'm going to leave. Let's leave Jonathan Majors an honorable mention. Um, you got to We got to come back. We got to come back. If you ask me, we'll, we'll fin- let's finish this next week. I need Mm-mm, time. No, no. Because it's going to take show no, especially is growing too great at a, at a rate. I don't know. I really don't. I really can't think of other people right Because now. if you finish, and then when we upload mm. this tomorrow or today for those listening, when we tweet it, we can ask the ladies to also add their time. Okay. Okay. So okay, listen, okay. This is for SEO and social media concerns. So for the brand, we need okay. two more. 
Somebody uh, in the 80s and 90s. Somebody for there you was so working many- in the industry that you was like, yeah, I don't need to work on that album or it's going to be a problem. Okay. Oh, music. I'm not telling y'all nobody else in entertainment. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, Damn. Oh, Boris Kojo. Okay. Even though he just, he's not super busy right now. He's being a father and a, and, and a husband. Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. I'm not clowning him at all. Um, no, he's actually on the Shonda show, Station 19. Oh, you know what? You're right. He did a trip. All right, one who more. One else? more. I'm, who else currently? You know what? I'm going to put one classic cutie on there. It's not so much that he's sexy. He's just such a cutie. He's short though, so it would never happen. But he's eternal. His is body is eternal. State? Yes, it is. How did I know? Yes, it is. Let me tell His you. spot is eternal. His spot is eternal. Let me tell you when I figured out how black women's lust levels <laughs> by their right. age group. When Girls Trip came out when I was still living in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When I went to go see it, I swear to you, I was the only black straight dude in that theater in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I was sitting, when I go to the movies, I like to sit in the back and I like to sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. I was like three rows from the back and I was surrounded by black women. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Gucci. It was a couple players in there with their <laughs> girl. Right. But it was just like women. So I'm just, Y'all doing all right? Good evening, ladies. How y'all doing? <laughs> this was, I, I, I learned so much in that 90 minutes. Mike Coulter coming straight off Luke Cage. No love when he came on the stage. I, on screen. I don't know if I had to do something with his character, but no love. Kofi, his first scene. Got a lot. Every, ooh, swooning. girl under 30. Ooh, bitch. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we go. Only women under 30. Lorenz Tate's first scene, every woman 30 or the good God of my girl. You <laughs> got it. Yes. He's still he's so the ones oh, he's over 30 said nothing about Kofi. All their energy was for Lorenz. The ones under 30 said nothing about Lorenz. It was all Kofi. And I'm mm. sitting there like, well, look at that shit. And you know what? Kofi is a cutie, but he's... And, and I think that is it for me in my head. He's a cutie, but he looks young to me. You know what I'm saying? So but so I did react to that scene, but what I was reacting to was the look he gave Jada. Like, okay. You know, like, that was the right look. Like, he gave the right look. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody knows how to give a good look. A good, like, yeah, I'm gonna need the... We gonna need the, that look. Not everybody communicates that well. But, yeah. It's Lorenz, like a good wink. Yes. Or, or yes. subtle lip bite. Yep. Oh, the lip bite. I've lip mastered bite. these skills. A masterful lip bite will get you very far. It's it's really. And it's you a good know thing. how you know your lip bite is working? Because this is what black women say when you when you when you nail it. Y'all all say the same thing. Don't do that. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play <laughs> Don't with do me. That. That's what it is. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Very that. One of them Don't replies. Play Don't play with me. You won't yes. play. You just won. Yes, this is correct. Look, look at all this game. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lorenzo's on the perma list for me, as is, uh, as is Method Man. 
So your top five for listeners at home are in no order. Trevante Rose, Method Man. Yeah, Method Man is number one, though. In no order except for Method Man, because Method Man okay. is number one. Boris Kojo, Lorenz Tate, and as a sixth man off the bench, as honorable mention, Jonathan Atticus. Majors. We are watching. We're watching Jonathan Majors to see um, how he continues to develop. Uh, he has potential. Now has I will tell you, there was you know two names. I'm a little shocked didn't come up on your list. Home. Well, I told you I'm also going off dome. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, running was, list like I, used to. I thought the old school playing you would have had a little Denzel on there for a little retro so, vibe. So, young Denzel, yeah, elder Denzel. I mean, he's still a good looking man, but young Denzel was young Denzel was something special. But he's still I, a good looking man, but it's not the same as young Denzel. I, His and, son and, is, and, and, is and, and you and you respecting the new school. I thought you would have my Morehouse brother, John David Washington. Oh, I was gonna say no. His his son is fine, uh, but I'm but I'm being respectful. It it feels wrong. Respectful. It feels wrong to have lusted after his father and now lust after him. Although although you know who I miss. And speaking of father and son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Really? I gotta add him to the list. Yeah, I forgot about him. Is it, is this honorable mention or is his top six? Um, he's an honorable mention. Okay. Because he, okay. he's a baby. Okay. But he's an honorable mention. That, 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 was, that wasn't a surprise for me. Okay. He fine. Was, I mean, his I had a crush on his daddy at one point once he got rid of the curl. Like, we were all really surprised that Ice Cube was cute once he got rid of the curl. Let me tell you about a story. It was like, oh, Ice Cube is cute. Who let, did that? Let, let, let me tell you about a story about Denzel that mm-hmm. I rarely tell. But if you were there, you can vouch for it. Growing up in that era, still to this day, Mm-hmm. I have never seen an age group of women act the way that the age group of women who came up with Denzel at that time had ever acted about anyone. I, the, I... First, the first day I saw Denzel at Morehouse watching JD play, I called my aunt in the stands and my aunt over the phone 12 hours away lost it. <laughs> right but after four years of just seeing Denzel on campus all the time like it it didn't lose its luster but it was just like right. this, this is normal until graduation since me and JD in the same class um, our graduation speaker uh, is it Ruth Brown Ruth Wilson Ruth Carter I forgot her name she is a president somewhere but she was like the president of Brown at the mm-hmm. time, like the first female black president Brown. She's somewhere at some HBCU doing something now. I think it's Ruth Carter. She gave our speech. And before she started her speech, like this, this accomplished, intelligent, smart, older black woman, we just like, yo, she the president Brown? She mm-hmm. gets up there. We in, we in full Morehouse regalia. And she was basically like, before I start, she was like, Denzel. <laughs> no disrespect to you, Pauletta. Yes. And so, like Denzel and Pauletta are laughing, right? She was respectful about, it, but she's just like, "Yo, I understand. I'm here with you, right? That like you I don't understand." understand. And I'm just like, and we just like, "Yo, she's doing this right now, right?" Like, it's still that serious. Over, I, I <laughs> Yes. To just be like. <clears throat> 
you don't know how much I love you. Like, let me just acknowledge that you're here. Yeah. Like, we like, are just, in the same air right now. Yeah. I right. was like, wow, okay, yeah. I get that. This, this, I get this that. might be the OG, triple OG of all time right now. I get that. I would imagine that Billy D probably elicited a similar response in his heyday. I, I take that back. I've, I've had yeah. mothers and older aunts talk about Billy. And, and, and for men, I remember my dad cool telling a story about um, why am I tripping? Pam Greer in her day. And he was like, it was one of the movies, her first scene. He was like, dudes fell out their seat <laughs> up and down the theater. Right. Because it was just like, yo, Pam Greer was just now, even now. Whew. Yeah, she's still amazing now. Yeah. So yeah, I would bet. So Billy D and Pam Greer, absolutely. Um, we might have to break. We might have to bring some folks on and break this down in the eras and have this conversation because the other person I forgot, who should be on a perma list of sorts, is Leon. Um, cause he fine. JT. JT. Yeah. I love JT. Matthews. JT. Black Shop Jesus. Shop brother. Shop brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like who? Like all. Yeah. You can. Thomas yeah. Shepard from Above the Rim, who dropped 30 and some corduroys <laughs> in an outdoor basketball tournament. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, Leon just used to have just that cool, like you talk about, like you could talk about, oh, LL is no longer on my list, but he was on my list for many years. Young LL was on my list. But you talk about um, like, a, like just a look and like a lip lick, a lip lick. Or something like that. Leon also was the first dude I ever saw that was like, oh, you can be an asshole and make this work for you. The Correct. first, one of the open scenes of Five Heartbeats, when he got old girl at the top, before that first opening scene they performed, mm -hmm. and he was like, I brought you up here because I thought you was a grown woman, not some little girl afraid of life. Right. And then she just slides down to her knees to go to work, <laughs> and I was like, e that works? For and some, for like, some, oh, for some. Okay. It's something and I was like, it's the you, delivery. You got to oh, know. Delivery. It's the delivery. And also, it has to be consistent with who you are. Like, this is not something for, it's a strictly for linemen, not for freshmen type situation. It's kind of like how that Chris Rock joke, where it's like, you got to have, you got to be bold in your request. You can't be like, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, pardon me. Uh, like, you got to actually, like, Believe. be very clear in your shit. And you and you gotta be able to actually like you, gotta, you gotta be a nigga who can actually do that. Like everybody, yeah. everybody can't, everybody is not so privileged. Like you gotta have enough pull. Like you can't be able to like, talk like, yeah, hey girl, I'm gonna take you to the crib and do this. You know. Or there's some of us who can say, Hey, this was gonna happen. And as soon as we say it, she's like, Yep, that is okay. exactly gonna happen. Yes. I know he's gonna do all those things. Yep. Because the and our producer is telling me that we're at an hour and we really just sitting here talking shit at this point. But <laughs> the key to this, to all of this, because I know men be like, yeah, but you know, if 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 a dude you like does that, then it's fine. If a dude you don't like does that, then it's not. You're absolutely right. Also, yeah. if you're ugly, like, so there's ugly and then there's like ugly but cool. So you can be 
conventionally unattractive would be so cool that you're attractive. I can't explain it any better than that. You have to either be cool or fine or both. You can't be corny and ugly and trying to spit that level of game with, with a pinch of disgust because it doesn't work because the we recipe don't actually just the yeast no. doesn't rise in the muffins when they come out the pan you know it just right right just you gotta know when why, why my this, cupcakes flat right the reason some dudes can get away with being assholes is because there's a line at which there's a line for women where like they they like you already but they know they shouldn't, but they want to, and you have to walk that line. You gotta give them a little push. Correct. To be like, ooh, this is worth it. Correct. But it's- that's also why you can come at a chick even with the kindest of overtures, and she's not gonna feel it if she's not feeling you. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate that that's the case. So yeah. It's the like other- that meme you posted a while ago where it was that skit and it was the text, and it was oh, like, the text where the text was like, "Good morning, my African it. Nubian queen, my lady. I had so much fun." Like, and then the dude was like, "Bitch, what you do? You know you ain't sleep." <laughs> and she just got up, was all giddy. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. Cause like, if it's the dude that's just speaking in platitudes just for whatever, you're like, whatever. But and I said when I posted that, I was like, "You can't just come out the gate and do this. There has to be a report there's time, there. There's time in." <laughs> there's there's time in, and the other thing is, if you are going to be an asshole, if you are going to play like the the lovable asshole role, let me call it that. If you're going to play the lovable asshole role or the kind of elusive asshole role, the only way that works is if there is all if there are also moments. And yes, I'm talking about playing mind games. And be clear, I'm not advocating for this at all whatsoever because we are all more mature than that in theory. There also does have to be like moments of kindness and affection and real and comfort and real connection behind that right so you can you can do the bitch i know you ain't sleep wake up you know and have her giggling and being like whatever if if she you knows also, you if got her also, back. right and if also like if the next thing is come meet me out for breakfast and y'all gonna be sitting there kicking in and cracking jokes you can't just be talking shit to women all day every day the whole like treat women like absolute shit that does not actually work that unless she has low self-esteem which is what you don't want um but there is some but women like a little women like a little bite just like niggas like a little bit of feistiness mm-hmm. i like it a lot ish. a lot sometimes like too. i'm kind of an asshole so i need a little bit of it back but i need it in i need it in levity i don't need you to actually be a dick but i need to know you i need to know you have a little bit of that arrogance in you Mm-hmm. If that makes, makes sense. sense. Okay. So that has been our not even telling all her business and bad advice segment of um, You welcome everybody. Week. I pulled it out earlier tonight. <laughs> you know, I pulled my journalist hat <laughs> asking <laughs> questions. Um, this is why I'm really good but, at my job, people. You know? This is funny. That's actually I delivered. Funny. You all are welcome. Um, so we've all gone you players way over that's the- been plotting on Naima. <laughs> Put the, keep this tape on repeat. <laughs> I don't know about well, now. Okay. If you now it's up to you to execute it. <laughs> Operate its own discretion. Um, we were supposed to we we did not talk about MLK Day. We did not talk about it was about FOMO things we were supposed to talk to and get to it. We'll talk about it next week. But for now, um, 
yeah, happy inauguration day. We made it. We survived. Um, wherever y'all at, y'all stay safe because stay safe because uh, these Trump fools ain't done yet. Just know that they're not done yet. Um, but also understand what Biden and Kamala are walking into, please. And now that they are about to be in office, it means that we are going to get all the same. Uh, we're going to see a lot of people capitalizing on just being anti-John Kamala just for the sake of it. Uh, you all know we're thinking about Sean King. Uh, we're and thinking Van about, Jones. We're thinking about Van Jones. Oh, so, also, you know. uh, lastly, before I get out of here, um, I text this to Naima. If you're listening to this on Wednesday and you're watching BT inauguration, you will see there's a host um, of the show that would be Soledad O'Brien. Shout out to our sister. And uh, Mark Lamont Hill, I just remind you all that Mark Lamont Hill in 2016 said we could afford to lose an election. So uh, if you want to cut off that uh, <laughs> telecast right now, because I'm giving you this information, you forgot about it. Uh, I did my job because that's what he said. So I will say again, like I said before, I addressed this with Mark directly. He told me he was going to say something about it at some point. He is not yet. I feel like, Mark, if this gets back to you in any way, I feel like you at least owe it to people who trust your voice because there are people who do trust your voice to to account for that statement and and go on record to apologize for it real talk because, because meanwhile, as of today 400,000 Americans have died due to covid we're reaching civil war numbers we've already surpassed every other wars american deaths now we're hit, about to hit the civil war which is the most american i guess we did not have an election that we could sit out <laughs> yeah Funny how that works out. So, all right, y'all. Um, until next week, we know you could have been anywhere listening to anything, watching anything. And if you are listening, we always do recommend watching. And if you're watching, you like, why Naima kept getting up and getting back down? It's because I had a package come. And yesterday, somebody literally stole a piece of mail from in front of my door on MLK Day. So I had to go get... Yeah, isn't that terrible? So I had to go get up and get it right now. Um, even though all they got was some HP yellow ink. So y'all enjoy that. Um, but anyway, and like a notebook. So, you know, we know you could have been listening to anything, watching anything. We do not take it for granted that you're here with us and we will see. Oh, and a reminder, all of the Count the Dings and Bomb shows are on YouTube. I forgot to do the housekeeping. Are on YouTube. Find us under Count the Dings. You can watch all of us. Us, Folk Bros, Pretty Sexy Cool, Growing Up the Same, and the OG Black Opinions Matter. Motherfucker. And we will see y'all next week. We out. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.